Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another rendition of Pick and Roll. We have another week here going with this format of a show as we get through the rest of the NBA Conference semifinals. So starting next week, we'll likely rebrand and start fresh with some different content for those conference finals. But for the rest of this week, the show will go on as normal as possible. But with the complications, of course, with NBA playoff betting, we may not guarantee a pick every single day, but we do have one for today. We have a big parlay coming your guys' way on the show. Uh, as we always do, we will start off the show with a recap of the previous day's play. We don't need to spend too long in it because it was a Friday. We're here on a Monday, but it was a winning day on the show. Jokic and Durant on the SGP did come through. Uh, if you doubled down and went with that in yesterday's game, you would have easily crushed that one as well, which puts us back up to double digits in units on the season, a 3.6% ROI. And uh, Pips. Just a quick word on this one. We'll spend some more time recapping uh, this series, but uh, on this play in particular, uh, you've liked Durant and Jokic, and uh, you got what you wanted? Yeah. <clears throat> Almost everything went as expected, and this was the same thing last game. So they were actually uh, in the in the game three. They were actually doing some stunts and double teams on Jokic, so he ended up with 17 assists. Last game, they just let him cook, and he scored huge in, in, in the last game. I think he, at the end, had uh, 53 points. Career high, unbelievable performance. So last game, our players combined for 89 points. It's our bet, unfortunately, it was the Sunday, so we couldn't have it on the show. But if he had this game today, I would bet Durant and, and Jokic for sure. Yeah, could have could have run it back as Badger Boy says. Maybe somebody did, though. Uh, I, I'm not sure. And uh, big shout out to the Suns for their two wins. Matt, I believe Matt is a, a Phoenix Suns fan here, and uh, enjoyed some ridiculousness from Durant and Booker, which we'll get into a little bit more as we go on through the show. But let's get to the official pick for today's show. Uh, we have a big parlay coming through on FanDuel, going for a quarter unit here on something that we have at plus four ten. Let's pull that up on screen now. So we're going to the Heat and the Knicks for this one. And we have a 0.25 unit once again. Same game parlay here. We're going to take, bear with me, everybody. Randall, eight plus rebounds and under 26.5 points. We're going to take Josh Hart, six plus rebounds and over seven and a half points. And we're also going to get Max Struess, 10 plus points. I'll repeat that again for anybody listening in audio form. It is Randall, eight plus rebounds under 26 and a half points. It is Hart, six plus rebounds and over seven and a half points. It is Struce, 10 plus points. All of this available at FanDuel for plus 410 odds. So going with the big one for today, Pips, uh, you have a lot of leans, as you said pre show. What do you like about this play for all these players? So this is considering. Uh... They limit uh, Mitchell Robinson, so that's if they limit Mitchell Robinson if he plays again 20 minutes or even under 20 minutes, this should be great. The last game we had Julius Randle with 14 rebounds and Josh Hart. Even even though Randle had 14 rebounds, Josh Hart still ended up with 12. He had amazing rebounding series so far. Both of these players, Julius Randle, two games. 12 rebounds in the first one, 14 rebounds in the last one. He's just rebounding big 
uh, Mitchell Robinson is just trying to box out everyone and that doesn't care for defensive rebounds. He's more attacking the offensive rebound. So that's the thing. The second part of this bet, Julius Randle, under points. He's getting single cover by Bema Debayo, and it's safe to say that he's struggling. So not easy yeah. for, for, for Julius to score. Last game, he played 38 minutes and scored only 10 points. Of course, I don't expect him to shoot uh, 4 for 15, but I wouldn't be surprised. He's so far the worst, the worst probably ever player in the in the in the playoffs. If he could consider that he the, uh, his usage in minutes. Wow. I think I saw that 32% on 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 15 or more field goal items average is the worst in like the last 30 years or something. Yeah, he he really struggled in uh, game three, especially out of the gate, just whole game in general. But yeah. He struggled in every game so far in the playoffs. Yeah. I think he had one good game. So on the season, he in playoffs, he averaged 15 points in the playoffs on 35 on 34% field goals. Yeah, it, it's something is about, about the injury. It's something is about just Ren not being able to 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 play the same way he plays in, in the regular season. So I think this line is way too high for him to cover it against Bema Debayo, who is unbelievable and was unbelievable on defense. Yep. George Hart, uh, we have quickly probably out for this game. So George Hart remains in the lineup. And George Hart, all three games against in this series, he had 10, 10, 14, and 15 points. 12, 11, 12. Uh, field goal items. I think I think he was almost maybe probably around 100% of covering this with double digit field goal items. Didn't check for the entire season, but I think it's 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 100% when he get double digit field goal items that he's covering this line. Right. So he last last three games, the three games in the series against the Heat, 12, 11, 12. No quickly tonight. So I think George will get good volume i mean we just need to he can cover this in like seven to eight attempts so if he's getting 10 plus this should be great and on the rebounding part first game of the series it was there wasn't randall wasn't playing he had eight rebounds so i was thinking okay when randall gets back we'll probably see some downswing on of his rebounding two games in randall 11 rebounds 12 rebounds so I'd say to say that Josh Hart is rebounding, and if we take a look at the entire season for of, of Josh Hart, when he played 30 plus minutes, I think he's covering this line in like 80 percent or 90 percent of the games. So yeah, yeah, uh, he's covered this line in 53 out of 59. So 90 percent of the games with 30 plus minutes. And I expect him to have. 35 or more minutes tonight because quickly doubt, doubtful is quickly not playing. They will need George Hart a lot. And the yep. last part is Struth finally getting utilized in, in this series. Uh, had great game two, uh, great game three in this series. Uh, he had trouble with, with against the Bucks as they were they, they were helping on Jimmy Butler, so he couldn't get any looks. So he had four uh, very poor uh, series. But last two games, he scored 17 and 19 points. So yeah, 
last game, four, 14 field goal attempts. And I expect a lot from Strauss in, in this series without Hero. I don't know why it took so long for him to step up, but they need his shooting, uh, his cutting, everything he does is pretty good for, for this team. And I expect him to score 10 plus points tonight. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. All of this makes sense uh, on Josh Hart's side. I mean, without quickly, I think we're going to get like at least 40 minutes from him, maybe even into the mid 40s or so. This is a must win game for the New York Knicks. And Thibodeau is going to, they got to win this game. And Tibbs is going to go down with his guys for sure. Uh, that's the way he's always been. Yeah. That's the way be we also could see some small ball lineups. I think Rainbow's five could be some adjustment made yeah, from Tibbs. Yeah. Yeah, so Hart will have both Hart and Rindle will rebound everything. Yeah. So, yeah. So, like this play, we get that at four, plus 410 for a quarter of a unit. Let's try to cash this one in. All right. We're going to also talk about uh, the two games that we saw yesterday because we had some amazing games, the Sixers and Celtics game, as well as the Suns and Nuggets game. And we'll also preview a little bit of maybe talk about predictions for the score for this game, but also go a little bit more in-depth on the Warriors and the Lakers. But let's start off with the... Boston Celtics and Philadelphia 76ers. As always, guys, if you have any questions for us in the chat, please let us know and we'll be happy to get to them. But uh, this was a great game for Pips to watch because his man, James Harden, was excellent and was just dialed, was, was excellent in the clutch. I mean, de- excellent all game, but he had the field goal, the little floater at the buzzer pretty much to send this one to OT. Also had the corner three to give the Sixers that one-point lead, which they held for the last possession. I'll have a little bit of qualms I want to discuss with Joe Mazzulla, but 42 points from Harden. Sixers must win game, essentially. Make this a 2-2 series. Where do you think this series is going forward? What do you, what do you make of this game? <laughs> Difficult for them to win on the road, but they can win at the home, so maybe hoping for game seven, and then who knows? I'll say uh, James Harden had an unbelievable game. That's obvious. But Embiid didn't have a great game, especially in the fourth quarter in overtime. Uh, especially in the fourth quarter. He was gassed. He made some mistakes on defense. And he, I hated Doc Rivers in the fourth quarter. Man, like you had Harden killing in the pick and roll, killing in isolation, and killing them Whenever they play pick and roll, whenever someone sets the screen for Harden, he was just cool, great, unbelievable. He was toying with them. And then in the fourth quarter, I don't know if you watched the game, the last the game, yeah, entire yeah. game. Fourth quarter, every single possession going for post up on Embiid and very far out. And it will take them like 10 to, sec- 10 to 15 seconds to even get the ball to him. And he will get doubled and he'll pass out to James Harden with five five seconds on the clock and and that's it. So so and that's what happened at, at the buzzer pretty much in regulation. Yeah. It was Harden yeah. at the end of the shot clock had to come up with something magical and he did. So you have Harden going everything for him. Just get the ball in Harden's hand, make him beat, set pick and roll. They will collapse on him and beat or or Harden, and then you have two on two game. Like Okay, if you were trying to, I don't know, they were down 10, so you know, want some threes or anything, okay, makes sense. But you are up 10, you just need to slow down and play to your strength. And that's pick and roll with Embiid and Harden. And that's that's how they won at the end in, in, in the fourth quarter. 
with pick and playing pick and roll with these two guys or or posting up and beat way deeper inside. But yeah, I was I was furious and we could see some good adjustments from the team. So whenever Tucker is on the court, time wall was on the court because uh, he was uh, roaming off Tucker on defense. Then whenever Niang came in for Tucker, he immediately, Mazula immediately pulled out Time Lord and uh, put back in uh, three guards lineups so they can exploit Niang defense. And Niang stood up his ground way better than anyone expected in this series. Yeah. So yeah, it was it's some interesting uh, adjustment in game and during the like every possession there was some adjustment. But I hated fourth quarter from from, from the 76ers, and I hope we don't see much of it moving forward. And all four for completely locked down. Israel and beat in so many possessions. Yeah, the, the important to remember, despite you know Harden's heroic slate, the Sixers were up by nine going into the fourth. So it was a poor fourth quarter, as you said. They only scored 15 points in the fourth quarter. Um, they needed a little bit of help from the Celtics, I think, and especially in overtime. Celtics struggled late. They had they were up by four really late in this game. They couldn't finish. They couldn't close it out in overtime. Like there was a clear offensive foul from Jason Tatum on a three that he hit which uh, kept the Celtics uh, yeah. kind of in business in overtime. I, the ref yeah. was right there. I, I can't believe he didn't call that. But yeah. I guess and the... Yeah, that was... Uh, they were down two. And when he when they made the three, they were up one. Yeah. Imagine yeah. It's, that's offensive foul. You are down two and Sixers have possession, like almost in a very terrible, difficult spot. And then you score that and you are up one. And then I am also not... Sold on that Marcus the charge ball. that yeah. oh my god that was, that was not a charge as well yeah and that's overtime crucial NBA game playoff game and refs fall again for Marcus Smart popping if, if, if it was like Derek White or Tatum I would say okay like but Marcus Smart is well and also on the other side when they were in bonus a foul yeah like, the Tucker, Tucker screen that was yeah. also a huge flop like. I don't understand how reps. So if you uh, watch the entire game yourself, I think there was two uh, landing zone fouls on James Harden that didn't be that weren't called. That's yeah. happening uh, to James Harden a lot because he he's always on the edge there, and they were they are not going to give anything to him because he's trying to get the most out out of it, and the refs knows it and they don't give him those calls and that's okay not okay but that's okay because he is always suspicious when it's a james card but they yeah. need to do the same thing with marcus smart flopping that's uh like completely so that's uh three points from the, that possession on Embiid, two points on crazy foul on, on tucker that where he flopped got two free throws that's five fouls. That's five points late into the game on Marcus Smart flopping. That's crazy. Yeah, and and getting the ball on that charge one where he like he euro stepped into the lane and yeah. uh, that that was not lead, a charge for me. And, into yeah, and they reviewed it. I, I'm yeah. not sure. Uh, I don't like the Celtics, so I'll I'll make that bias a little bit known here if I sound a little biased mm-hmm. against the Celtics here. But I didn't like how they closed the game. All they were in the position to win this one but they had the last shot in the fourth and the last shot in overtime. 
They got off a deep three at the end of the fourth from Smart, which was short, and they didn't even get a shot off in overtime. It went in, but it was clearly did not get it off in time. But uh, also, we just want to add something. Uh, yeah, yeah. My part. So James Harden in this series had more game tying or game winning shots than in playoffs than Steph Curry in the entire career or KD. Wow. Yeah. I uh, I have my qualms with uh, Curry at like the last shot moments. I feel like yeah. uh, he kind of shows those. But Harden, I'll, I'll I'll bring I'll I'll bring you a little bit down to earth Harden a bit because he was very very poor in games two and three. So yeah. this was a nice uh, little makeup game. For uh, yeah, sure. but he, won, he was like, amazing. The game the game one. So yeah, game like, one and game four were like elite, like top level superstar. Beyond that, then then for some reason games two and three didn't produce. So let's see, but. Back on the Celtics, I don't mind a coach not calling a timeout. Uh, and let us know in the comments, do you agree with Missoula's decision to not call a timeout? Because Harden's on the court, you call a timeout, McDaniels comes in, you have to do your set against McDaniels rather than uh, Harden. They bring in better defenders, they work on their scheme. So I don't mind not calling a timeout and you know thinking you have the edge for your matchup. But it felt like there were no plays called. It felt like they just kind of threw something together, like the overtime. Tatum was just trying to fight his way to the rim. Not the worst play in the world, but not even getting a shot off there. I, I just think it was very poor execution from the Boston Celtics. I'm not blaming Missoula for no timeouts, but I'm blaming him because it looked like they didn't really have anything ready for that sort of moment. And you know, when you're in the playoffs, I feel like you got to be better equipped to handle those high-pressure situations because they could have won the game on either of those. I'll say... Uh, it was a mistake to not call the timeout, and I'll just right. explain why. So, the idea was to get it quick on the other side, and if you miss, you can still fall. That's a great idea. That's that's okay. You go quick. So, I think it was like 17 seconds on the on the on the shot clock when they started it. It was plenty, it was, like plenty of time. Yeah, yeah, and it was seven seconds left, and they still didn't get into any 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 action. Yeah, and that that's when you call a timeout. So. Okay, the idea was run quick, get into favorite matchups and score, or if you don't score foul and you have still another chance. And if that was the, his idea, that's good idea. I, I, I'm, I'm okay with that. That's, that, that makes sense. But seven seconds left, you didn't get anywhere. No, not even that, like you know, it was on, close to the half court line, Tatum just doing nothing. You call a timeout and you make something out of it. So I don't think initial knock knock timeout call was there was bad. I think it's a it was a good decision. Right. But uh the late non timeout no call was poor for I, I think that's yeah, the same way me think like if you're not gonna call a timeout, you better have something ready to go, which they didn't. So yeah, I, I guess they could the, the our two points of view kind of go hand in hand on that one where he just it just felt like they weren't prepared for those moments. So uh, we have some amazing games coming up because that series 2-2. Another series that is 2-2 is the Suns and the Nuggets series. I said before the weekend, I'm like, doesn't start till an away team wins. And we still have not had an away team win. The Suns take care of business at home. Um, I I, I, uh, I was at a movie on Saturday night, so I missed the, the game. But seeing the stat line afterwards, I couldn't believe my eyes. Devin Booker had 47 points on 20 of 25 shooting. 80% shooting, and he had almost 50 points. That was one of the most outrageous box scores I've ever seen in my life. And he followed it up. Him and KD were unbelievable yesterday. 
as well. KD had 36 on 11 for 19 shooting. Booker had 36 on 14 for 18 shooting. And these are guys like we've talked about the inefficiency of mid-range shot. We've talked about jump shooting inefficiency. But the shot making from these two is just unbelievable. If they, I, I don't know if they can sustain this because it's so good. But I don't know. Maybe they can. And if they can, maybe the Suns can ride just these two guys to uh, a, a, the next round and, and beyond potentially. Because, like, what do you what do you make of this? This is unbelievable. Like, Jokic had fifty three points yesterday, and the the Nuggets lost. So, what what, is, what do you make of this series right now? So first off, great, great, great adjustment from the Suns. Uh, I'll say they outshot. Uh, Denver by seven threes in, in the game four. So Suns shot 29 threes and Denver Nuggets shot 22 threes. Mm-hmm. And we said the reason we don't see Phoenix winning because they don't shoot enough threes. So they overshot the they overshot the threes. So that was huge. Another huge part of this is Shamet. Yeah, Shamet, but I'll say not playing Okoji and Tori Craig. So Okay, like our defense is poor. So, okay, let's put in guys that can defend but can shoot, and let and let them not get used on offense or on defense. Let just Jokic do his thing. So we can hide Shemet and Ross and TJ Warren on defense. So if you have them like standing on KCP, who is not involved. Or on KPJ, who is not involved, or they are standing on Gordon, who is not involved. You don't have problems with them on defense, and they are, bring so much on offense because KD and Booker were double team on every single possession, on every single pick and roll. They were double team, unbelievable amount of, and it makes a difference. Do you double team of Okoji, or you do double team of Shemet or Terence Ross or DJ Warren? Last game, TJ Warren won with five points in the last two minutes of the game. Huge shots. This game, Sharon. And mm-hmm. it's so easy. Start pick and roll, get double team on Booker, two hockey pass, and wide open three for, for Sharon in the court. Simple. Simple basketball. I mean, but it, it works because you have good shooters. And the other, uh, I think Monty, very underestimated in this series. He made unbelievable adjustment. So, I, I heard him a timeout. He said, run them off the three-point line. We need to win three-point battle. So he figured it out. So, okay, we will shoot more threes. We'll get more to the line. How, how they can win? Okay, Nikola Jokic scored 50, but he won't score 50 every night. So it was unbelievable. And I'm waiting to see some Malone adjustments. But... Yeah, two on two. They, they they are okay with playing two on two on two defense against Murray and 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 and, and Jokic. Rich. Yeah. So they the thing is run them off the three point line. Let Jokic play one one game entire game. Don't get anyone else involved. On the other side, I'll shoot them on threes. Get more to the free throw line. Mm-hmm. So that that's great. great I, it's kind of our, our concerns pre-series about the Suns not taking efficient shots. I mean, they just took that and like, this is what every coach should be doing, by the way. Every coach should be focused on winning the three-point battle and getting to the free throw line. 
And then when and you do that, run a great game plan and also have the shot making of KD and Booker, you wind up with these high scoring shootout type games, which the Suns are more than equipped to win. And that's what we got here. We said KD is is mid-range shooter, not no rim pressure. 29 three throws in two games. Mm-hmm. He just it's not that he's he was getting fouled. He decided to grant to the rim. And that's on Monty Williams. I think he, he yeah, asked yeah. that for, for the for these his two best players. And yeah, I'm I'm very impressed with the adjustment on defense and on offense. Makes sense, very much makes sense to win an entire battle, the game battle. Yeah. And yeah, Booker, nine games of so the playoffs, maybe the best nine games anyone ever played in terms of first nine games on the playoffs. I, I have the numbers that are insane. So Average during the first nine games, average 37 points, five rebounds, seven assists. So 37, five, and seven on 62% from the field, 51% from the three, and shooting six free throws, almost 90, 90%. That's 60, 50, 90, 37 points in a close where he's double teamed on every possession. Yeah, that's that's actually a joke. Like that's even better than 2K numbers. I said it before we started the stream. I said yeah. in the chat that that's like that's not even video game. That is better than video game. Yeah. You would yeah. you dream of being that good at 2K? At least maybe I would. So uh, this yeah. series, I, I love this about Gate when it's two two and it's game five, six, seven, it's all about adjustment. So how is Michael Malone going to counter this now? What are the Nuggets going to counter game five? Game five is going to be so interesting to see. So the thing about Mike Malone is uh, he's very stubborn. And he is not good at adjusting during the series. That's the thing I know about Mike Malone that I saw from the last five years. So Monty doing a lot a lot of adjustments, like almost changed the entire defensive plan, offensive plan, and entire rotation. He changed everything, like everything from this team. So he went from heavy mid-range to more threes, more free throws, uh, rotation, playing Warren, Booker, Shemet, like on the other side, letting... He decided to let Jokic score 50. Can you just... Unbelievable. And it works because yeah. MPJ had four game, Gordon had four game. Jamal, he's more than happy to jump. So I'll just read Jamal Murray stats for the last two games. It's very, very interesting when you think about it. So last two games, Jamal Murray, game, game three, 29 field goal attempts, six, only one three point, three point made. So he made Jamal Murray set for mid-range and not shoot threes, while on the other side, Booker and KD are now shooting threes and not that many mid-range. Completely changed, reversed the game, reversed the matchup. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And just for anybody who's missed our discussions about mid-range shooting, like it's you can make your shots in mid-range, but if you make 40%, which is just under NBA average, or let's say 42%, right around NBA average, over 100 possessions, it's 84 points. From three, all you got to do is hit, like you can hit 30% of your threes over 100 possessions. You're still getting more of those mid-range shots. You don't need to make more shots. Sometimes you just need to make more of the higher efficient shots. And when we talk about getting more free throws, it's about getting to the rim. Nobody's going to foul you taking a mid-range shot. They'll foul you a lot at the rim if you're constantly getting that contact and uh, drawing the contact. The rest are just more likely to make those calls. So those are the adjustments the Suns have made 
And uh, we're both excited to see how the Nuggets counter that for the next game. And appreciate this comment here from Showtime. Uh, said it used to just tune in for picks, but now likes the discussions breakdown just as much. So appreciate that from Showtime. And uh, we appreciate you tuning into all these and everybody who's sticking through for these parts. We'll go quickly now. We've gone quite a while here. Let's go quickly now into the Warriors and Lakers game four prediction. I'm assuming there's no pick for this game because we had a blowout one way in game two, a blowout one way in game three. This is a high variant series, it looks like. Uh, what do you make of this series going forward? The Lakers up 2 1. Yeah, I, I I can I can't predict adjustments. So right. Yeah, that that's the thing. I, I did predict that Somville, but still end up poor because of a blowout. So I, I that's highly gamble game. So like I maybe like Steph Curry under, but maybe they decide to go away from heavy the double teams on him and heavy pressure on him. Maybe I want to go with AD combined rebounds and points, but maybe they go back to double teams on him in the side. So, yeah, so I, I could just pick one and they just first position, see they or adjust on that part and we are screwed. So difficult right. to bet on it. So I, I remember you said sometimes you'll we'll have like a bet on the show and you'll see the first possession and go, this is going to lose now because they're yeah. playing this so differently. So. Yeah. Uh, as, as far as this series goes, uh, for me, I guess looking at this game, like I'll pull up some some odds here, courtesy of, of Bedstand to kind of see what you're doing. Lakers are favored by three. I kind of support this. It's really hard to make this series up, but uh, I, I think the Lakers just imploded in game two. I really, really struggle to get a grasp from a handicapping perspective, but if anybody is taking a flyer in this, Please make sure you're shopping with Betstamp and using our affiliate link, betstamp.app slash the board to sign up to those sports books. Gives us a bit of a kickback and supports the show, but makes you a smarter, better because you're always getting the best price. But this this series looks so difficult to handicap. What do you what do you think? I can so our listeners and watchers want love the things. So I'll say why Lakers won so easily in that game. So they switched Reeves and Vanderbilt in the series. So they put Vanderbilt on Draymond Green and Reeves on Steph Curry. So they took away uh, Draymond Green pick and roll and dribble hands off Curry because now you can just switch Vanderbilt on Curry and you completely kill kill their uh, their uh, offense with it. And so maybe in the, so if they remain the same, uh, maybe we see more isolation from Curry against Reeves. And we spoke yeah. about it on the last show when I said yeah. I don't see Curry isolation working well against Vanderbilt. But now that he's on the Reeves, yeah, I, I'm okay with Steph Curry isolation on the Reeves. So maybe I, I'll just take away. I forgot. I, I, I won't bet anywhere close to Curry under in this game because they could adjust now to just isolate Curry against Reeves. That's and, what I expect. That's yeah. what I expect. Yeah. So, so the, the, that's the thing. That's the thing. So, yeah. But another, there will be another adjustment, maybe in lineup, maybe in in, in everything. So we don't yeah. actually know. So, yeah, like J- J- Michael Green starting game two. I, like, who could have ever predicted that? Yeah. Right. And also, uh, we had in the game two, uh, or yeah, game two, we had Steph Curry with twelve assists because. They were high on him and they were icing, blitzing everything on him. 
But now that he couldn't be, play so many pick and rolls with Damon Green, he had three assists. So if anyone saw, okay, Curry, that double team, let's bet his assist over. You, you get to the game three and you see three assists from Steph Curry because they completely took a... So it's difficult. Every game you see some adjustment and no one can predict what's going to happen. Yeah. So very difficult. Yeah. That, that's what's making the playoffs difficult. Anybody curious, Steph Curry's over under is set at 30 and a half, uh, widely across the board. But, you know, depending on where you're shopping around, you know, you could be at, you know, points bet getting the under at plus 100. You could be at another book like Forgotta getting it at minus 120. So line shopping, always the essential part of that. Again, go to our link in the description, betstand.app slash the board to sign up. And uh, just programming notes for the rest of the week. So this will be the last week of pick and roll shows in this format. Uh, we will, me and Pips will still be doing content for the rest of the playoffs. It likely will just be just regular content for the channel, not under pick and roll. So we're going to go through the rest of this week as best as possible. That'll get us into the conference finals where we said before the playoffs started that we want to just continue this show in this format until the end of the semifinals. So that's what we're going to do. But we'll still be back next week for content. Not sure we'll have it every day. Not sure it'll be same sort of format, but we'll still be doing breakdowns and reactions to games just like this. May not be as betting focused, but we'll do our best in the process. So just keep you guys uh, on tabs with that one. But pick and roll as the live stream show as this is will be done on Friday. Likely it'll be going to just the board content. Can you just, yeah. can you just pull, pull out uh, the pick once again for the industry? Yes, uh, of course. To end off, we have the official play here, which was on FanDuel. Uh, we have the Warriors, and I have it. I have no, sorry. I thought I had the, the graphic wrong. We have the Heat in the Knicks game, and we have the uh, 0.25 unit same game parlay at plus 410. We had it plus 410. I think this has moved a bit, but you still get this one. Randall it's, plus. It's, it's uh, plus uh, 416. No, I just. Oh, but it moved up. up and down entirely. Okay, I last time I looked, it was 404. So now it's yeah. 416. So I'd say like 400 or better. This one is good to take because you can get a full unit on your 0.25 wager. Uh, we have Randall, eight plus rebounds, under 26 and a half points. We have Hart, six plus rebounds and over seven and a half points. And we have Max Struess, 10 plus points. That is the official pick for today. Just the one pick in the Heat and Knicks game. Must win game for the Knicks. And we have some excellent games coming up in the NBA playoffs. We have a bunch of series now at 2-2. And the Warriors and Knicks will be looking to make it 2-2 in their games tonight. So uh, let's see how these all pan out. But pick and roll show stays the same for the rest of the week. We'll be back tomorrow, Tuesday. And in the Suns-Nuggets game, I I, I expect uh, you'll be a fan of potentially some lines on Durant and Jokic. So hopefully we have some picks for that. So we'll hopefully see you guys back here tomorrow at the same time. And uh, thanks again for watching. Drop a like if you enjoyed. Subscribe to the channel for more NBA playoff content. Thanks again.